Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. (laughs) Hello. So we are on to our second of our interview podcasts. Uh, This week, we've got the wonderful Laura Seitz, who's a fellow yogi and friend of, of mine and Alex's. Um, so to how are you today Laura? I'm great thank you very well. Good glad the sun's coming out a bit. <laughs> In small birth yeah <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, so to start with um, obviously this is a yoga based podcast what tell us a little bit about your yoga journey what started you off and where do you feel with it? Goodness, if we're talking actual time frames, I'm not 100% sure, but I've been doing it for a few years. Um, started um, while also doing CrossFit yeah. with both of you lovely ladies. Um, and it was really convenient because it was right there at the gym. Um, I was also training for a marathon and got injured and couldn't do a lot of the things that were in my routine so I started um being a lot more consistent with classes and yeah I think it initially was a lot more of a sort of physical thing like I just wanted to be able to work out in some way yeah and then as it evolved then if you say it started physically do you think it's evolved over time oh god a hundred percent yeah um just that constant learning that there's it's such a big go to yoga and it's not all about the movements it's a total lifestyle and community yeah yeah definitely definitely is um oh uh, sorry <laughs> I feel like a little bit like I've got a zillion questions now going on <laughs> in my head <laughs> sorry Alex yeah don't worry you can, you can edit anything you need to edit um well let's start with um on the on the physical side how how did you find it when you were recovering from injury you know and then going into yoga how was that um i i think quite quickly i realized one that because i was quite physically strong in many ways that that really aided my yoga i've always been quite mobile um so I felt quite quickly that without sounding really arrogant there was something that I was I was good at um which always feels nice but then also on the flip side of that quite quickly realized that it's like with the different progressions it's almost you never you never really really get there it's there's always you know you can always not do better because it's not about that but there's there's still always so much to learn I think yeah definitely. Don't just horrible like that though yeah <laughs> you think you got something and yeah. then it's like ah now <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um so we kind of we invited you on because you have had quite a journey and a story and quite you know like an interesting life over the last however many years um so do you want to do you mind briefly explaining to our listeners you know that that sort of side of things yeah 100% so um I've always well not always I became aware I would say probably about 
really consciously aware um, about 10 years ago when my father was unwell with Alzheimer's uh, dementia and I was very heavily involved in his care that it was something that was genetic within our family and that there would be quite high chance that that I would inherit that gene. When I say high chance, it's a one in two, because that's how genetics go. Um, and, and that I did have an option to find out whether or not I did carry that gene. And initially, I it was something that I knew was there, but I didn't want to stir that pot. And I don't remember an exact pinpoint time, but over maybe a couple of years, I realized that it was creeping into my thoughts a lot more than it was before and I decided that I would like to investigate it a little bit more um, at the time I was living in Australia and I didn't even know where to start but I managed to find the right person at a hospital who who did clarify that this is the gene within the family you are right in what you think and you can have a test and they also invited me to be part of a medical trial which I started um, to aid research because it's such a unique case, um, I was very valuable to them medically. So I started the trial initially thinking, well, if I could sort of do something good out of a really rubbish situation, then I'll give that a go. And the more I was involved in that, the more I did think about it. And in the end, I did decide to get the test. And it's, I think it's quite rare in life that you, you get to in some ways find out your fate. I know, we could all argue and state, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. Anything could happen. You get hit by a bus tomorrow. But bar those things, I decided to take the step to find out how my life will pan out. And they didn't, they were very, um, they really wanted me to know there was no gray area. Like if you have this gene, then we say this is what's going to happen within the medical, Western medical world. So I decided to take the test and unfortunately I got the bad news that I did have the gene and was told that I would probably be looking to probably start displaying symptoms within my mid-40s, which even when I had the test a few years back, that felt like this really far away time, but I'm 38, so I guess it's really not. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess that's the story. It's definitely how I feel about the news I received has definitely changed and is always changing and evolving in how I view my future, definitely. Gotcha. Do yeah. you think um, that it changes the way you live day to day? Uh, I wouldn't say day to day. I think that I have done a lot of work on myself in order to put myself in the you know what we all seek for this present um living behavior and so that kind of takes the edge off it a bit um I think it's like anybody who has anything that they carry in their life at some points it feels like it has more energy and it's more apparent and in other times it really doesn't. And that's how it feels. I'm a bit of an all or nothing human being, I think. Um, so I'm either totally fine or totally not. <laughs> Do you think at 
has like delving deeper into yoga and sort of you know I know you've done some of like Alex's workshops on more of the philosophies and that side of it do you feel like any of that has influenced how you you tackle it mindset wise uh, I think it definitely has um I think that's where a lot of the shift started happening and for the first time ever in the last probably year in particular in which I think my yoga life has really sort of honed in especially with the lockdown and I don't know if I was doing I think I was doing more but I also had more time just to as we all did um <laughs> to think a lot more about it and, and do a few workshops and delve a bit deeper and for the first time ever I just sort of one felt like what I've been told about my future is is one school of thought and from just being more open and accepting to the different, almost like powers that be. Um, you have a doctor telling you one thing or you then also have a universe. And I'm not claiming to know everything about either side, but it just, I think the sort of yoga side really is really helping me, not helped me, it's, it's a journey and it's helping me to, to just, think a little bit outside of the box and differently and 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 that how I live my life could change how it looks I think definitely yeah it's really like really lovely how you put it as well about the, the universe so obviously the doctors have said one thing but yeah ultimately you're kind of you're definitely with our last Niyama there of um, <laughs> the Ishvara pran, Pranidana Pranidana yeah yeah <laughs> of uh, like surrendering to the divine and like yeah, yeah. opening yourself like, up to whatever happens fun. happens who's anyone to tell me or anybody yeah that in set amount of time this is what will happen to you so I'm, yeah it might might not <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah you don't know yeah. what's what's around the corner no yeah okay. I really like that yeah <laughs> you're quoting her <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that pop up in a class when we're having a little savasana at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously, like the last year, we've all had a lot. Uh, well, not all. It depends on people's lifestyles, but had more time. So do you think that's when you've probably done the most growing in, in terms of the mental side of things? I think so. I am really classic for being someone who doesn't stop. Um, I... I also found out a couple of years back through some counselling that I do, I know I run on a lot of nervous energy and I kind of just keep going and I find it really hard to stop. Like even sitting down to watch something, I'd be up after a matter of minutes twitching around thinking, oh, I'll just do the washing up while I do it. And, and that sort of, I guess, guilt from not doing anything. Um, and I don't know if I ever would have had the tools to stop and then the world stopped for me <laughs> or and for, for all of us I guess and I guess it just facilitated what I needed and it was hard but so hard um early days I actually look back and I was hysterical at the beginning not because of of not being around people because I feel like I'm quite an introvert and I don't like big group stuff and I'm really happy with my own company but I just, I guess, the headspace that was gained, I found really difficult and, again, had to kind of channel into that and stop fighting it. 
and through having so much more time and having a lot more time to invest in things that I always felt like I wanted to like yoga and the yoga side of things but you know like you do you always think oh I don't you make excuses and you say you don't have time and and I'm really grateful that you know I don't wish any harm on anybody but that time is given to sort of make this grow oh yeah yeah I agree it was that forced time and let us explore yeah the things we felt we didn't always have time for normally and yeah ran out didn't they it's like well you said you wanted to be able to do this so here you are yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, I know that's yeah I I loved and early on the the daily yogas were like Uh a a godsend yeah show up for and I think if anyone had told me prior this is what how the yoga will go and you'll be doing it online I would be like, well, that just won't be the same. But I can't explain just as soon as logging on the energy and you just feel like you're with those people. It wasn't, it didn't have, it wasn't removed as I thought it would be at all. Yeah, if anyone had said to me, Alex, you'll be taking your business 100% online in 2020, I'd have laughed in their face, said no hell, hell, hell no. And to say that I then prefer it, wouldn't have believed it. Wouldn't have believed it. Say that you don't have that, connection with people you've lost any of it I think it will post everybody a bit more of you in some ways I also think that people have found that they can connect better with themselves because there's less of that compare yeah you can't but you're not looking at the person next to you and I'm classic for that I'm really competitive (laughs) nobody will go bowling with me um run out of it um and and I did always try and do it to the best of my ability. But the thing about yoga is just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And on different days, you know, you push yourself in different ways and that's how it goes. And I've definitely yeah, benefited from that side of it. Yeah, absolutely. I said to someone um, when we did the splits a couple of weeks ago, uh, at the end of running focus month, we did the final class, I think. And um, one of our few male yogis, was right down in the splits, full upright, you know, proper monkey pose. It was Amazing. awesome. And I was like, mate, well done. And now uh, I then got a message from another yogi, like, I can't believe he's done it. So there's a bit of me, I looked at that, I was like, stop comparing. Like he moves his way, you move your way, you know, don't worry about it. But it, there is still that. I'm now very aware of what I say because I don't want people to be comparing, but I can't take that away completely because a, I think competition does push people a little bit more. It's yeah. quite nice sometimes, sometimes. But also, when we do go back to classes, I think it would put even more pressure on that. Oh my God, I'm with people. Mm. So, but yeah, it just, yeah. it does happen. And it's natural, I think, for people yeah. to compare. It's just highlighting the fact that it's really not essential and stop it. <laughs> At the start of lockdown, I was, I felt it was the solidarity as well. Like that's why I don't think we lost that connection. Like you said, Laura, like where, yeah, initially would have thought going online would be a bit weird and lonely, but actually it was that little solidarity of like, we're all here together. We're checking in with yeah. each other and yeah, kept us all going. Was getting, getting people out of bed to begin with as well. <laughs> uh, sort of people like I'm booking in for the 7.30 class because otherwise I won't get out of bed because I yeah. have nothing to do. And it was kind of like that got their day going and then they do whatever the rest of the day brought them. But it was... Yeah, that routine, I think, really helped too. 
if you're having periods of like maybe like you said you're like an all or nothing and maybe if you're on that lower end do you do you reach to yoga as a coping mechanism definitely um it's I don't you know I've never done a yoga class and at the end wish I hadn't bothered (laughs) uh some like there have been times where it's been more of a push to be like just do it um and you can say the same about lots of other things like running um yeah so I have been out on a run and definitely regretted it but I find yoga is quite unique in that sense that you can get there and there's a bit of instant calm and just channel into like now what I know is true and I think that's that's where it's really beneficial and grounding um because everything else when it's so up in the air and it's like a million leaves blowing around and but you just need that yeah that kind of affirmation of of the truth Mm. take yourself to the mat and yeah that truth that truth being I'm on my mat it's just me I'm gonna yeah. move yeah exactly that not that yeah yeah exactly that Alex <laughs> <laughs> just checking <laughs> do you um so you've been doing I don't know if you know if we're okay to ask about it but you've been doing like clinical trials still yes do you uh, do you take your yoga mat with you when you're like staying I down def- there definitely do um it's not an a physically easy decision because I am traipsing around London especially this year when I haven't wanted to go on a tube um so I pack a bag for what sometimes three days to a week and I'm often moving wherever I'm staying every couple of days but it just yeah it's it's a it's non-negotiable <laughs> I'll be carrying that yoga bag around with me <laughs> and it keeps that continuity of the thing that I love in my life I'm not I said to myself when I did this trial, I'm not, I'm not going to lose anything through doing it. I don't, I'm not going to change my life for this trial. And through being able to continue my morning yoga, that really enables that. And again, with the now online, if it wasn't for that, then I wouldn't be doing it. And I would, it makes differences to my days. If I get to wake up in a hotel room in London and, and do my yoga and then step out that door and walk to the hospital, I'm definitely in a bif- different mindset than I would have been if, if I hadn't. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's taken off that challenge of of trying to maybe do your own practice if that was your, your yeah. way inclined. But it's it's quite nice if your head is busy with other things to have Alex tell you what to do. <laughs> and the being away, but feeling like you're with people as well. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, a huge amount of the yogis in our group, do I meet, would I, did I meet up with them before? No. <laughs> do I know people inside out? No, but there's just an almost an underlying feeling. Which I can't really explain. It does that like, oh, you're a yogi too. And instantly you're like, you're on a better or a different level of conversation rather than, oh, I'm talking to a stranger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think there's always that, that kind of, almost instant trust isn't there like when we go into the workshops and we don't know everyone there necessarily but they're all just like Alex's members but it is that little bit of trust you kind of feel like you can be open because nobody's going to judge you and yeah yeah everyone's there with the same values I think they're there to learn and be kind and you know perhaps express and share something about themselves so it just instantly feels safe yeah yeah agreed and it's always nice I think when non- yogis come to the workshops 
as well because they're sort of instantly uh, enveloped into this little community and they're like oh shit <laughs> these people are nice <laughs> yeah definitely um Laura, do you, do you um oh sorry John. No, no you go alex you go do you uh do and i obviously won't be mad do you practice do much of your own practice on your own i mean you you come to class so often i would be wouldn't be surprised if you didn't but i just wondered i don't and it's alongside it's in the box with meditation of things that i would like to explore more would benefit me if i did um but on the days, say, where there isn't a class, if I do fancy doing yoga, I will generally tap into another forum to be to be led. And I think at the moment, that's mainly down to, I, I want to not think about what I'm doing. I, I want to be guided so I can have that sort of headspace. Mm-hmm. Done it with one other, like another person who's not a yoga teacher and we can do a flow together or sun salutations, but completely solo. I it's not something that that I do do. No, I much Would prefer encourage- much prefer going to a class than to yeah. doing it on my own. Do you encourage people to to try and and do that, or is it not? I think it depends how much yoga that they do. If getting to classes is an absolute impossibility in some way, shape, or form, um, then yeah because it, you get to know your body in a very different way. However, if you've never, or you've done very, very little yoga and don't really know what you're doing, there's the massive downside of, you're gonna hurt yourself, you're pushing yourself in a way that you shouldn't. But if, you've, uh, if you're pretty proficient, you kind of know what you're doing, I would say getting on your mat and just moving and seeing mm-hmm. what feels good and exploring. There's no downside to it and uh, it can be a wonderful routine. Especially if you want to learn on something, learn something specific. So let's say, for instance, I haven't taught much in the way of inversions at all through lockdown because I hate watching people fall on camera. It's horrible. Like I just shout, I just can't help it. I'm like, waiting. (laughs) I hate it. But um, so I've done hardly any, but if someone, for instance, wanted to practice their inversions in their own time or any other pose, it doesn't even have to be a hard one then I would encourage them to do that because I'm never going to be able to tick all the boxes in every class. Um, so yes, I think there is a lot you can get out of yourself. Yeah. I do it, but I much, much prefer being in a class, uh, whether it be online or in real life. Yeah. I think I've really gone more 50-50 these days only because I can't always make class. Sometimes I put on a video, but other times I do um my own thing but that that's come so one bit of my teacher training was to plan like a month's self-practice and it it had to it could be a minimum it could be 10 minutes 20 minutes a day and it was a case of doing it every single day and that was quite nice so like you say the meditation is something you feel like you might benefit from but you don't do this this sort of 20 minutes a day I did 10 minutes of physical like the asanas and 10 minutes of something else so I did some breathing techniques or mudras and practiced these things and like meditation Mm. and it was quite nice just to have that like it was written down I've made a plan so each week like this is what I'm gonna try this week yeah yeah so um Laura obviously you've said that early on that about being aware and present and that helps you not like escalate and go down a rabbit hole of thoughts um but then you've also just said that you don't meditate 
in your own time is not something that you're working on right now and no judgment is fine um I don't expect you to be uh obviously we do a little bit at the end of each class do you how do you find that you keep yourself mindful what habits have you put in place um I think I'm a lot more aware of things that serve me um so be it knowing that if my head is going in a direction I can catch it and stop myself so there's that mental awareness and also just sort of I guess more external factors of things I know I like to do but do they work out well for me and so I have be it for example alcohol I I don't think I'll ever be teetotal I do really enjoy a nice drink but I'm now a lot more kind of a gauge a situation what I'm going to drink and I actually enjoy it a lot more because mm-hmm. it's less frequent and I only drink things that I absolutely love it's unfortunate that is mostly champagne uh, not unfortunate like, really fortunate <laughs> um, so that would be an external factor that I feel I am a lot more sort of mindful about um people around me um I go, I do, I did a little cull the other day on Instagram, um, literally looking through every single account and thinking, does this make me happy? Does it make me feel good? Do I learn anything? Um, so I guess there would be examples of, of, of ways that I'm doing that. But I know that, I know I'm getting close to the meditation thing. I can feel it's just, it's um, especially for a few people that I do follow and, and the ways they talk about it. And from knowing my mind, I feel I am quite an angsty person and to, to take an edge off that. I know that I know that it will do it. It's like, I know if I drink more water, my skin will be better, but am I doing that? <laughs> maybe get the water down, then meditation. Or maybe yeah, but- one will follow the other very, very quickly. <laughs> and I, I get what you mean about... yeah you're like getting near to feeling ready for the meditation because I've tried it a couple of times but it's never stuck as a thing because I just don't think I was just you know ready for it in that same way do you do you find Alex you have people that are just yeah not ready or yeah completely resistant one might say but there's always those phases or stages of change isn't it there's people who are just not even thinking about it yet it's the same with not only meditation but exercise diet anything any change of habit uh there'll be someone who is completely dead against any form of whatever let's say meditation and then as they become more educated in it as it becomes more apparent around them they start to maybe think about it uh so that's your first stage of change um and then after that you kind of dip your toe in you sort of like oh maybe uh, and do a little bit but then you come back and then you go back in and then you come back and then you come back and then some people stay in that they dip, dip in and out forever and then you move on to you do it and it's that's that's just a habit that's what you do now um and so there's a lot of people who are either completely nope I'm completely resistant and e- these are even yogis who I they do they still sit or lay um in savasana at the end of class uh so whether they are doing as I'm suggesting and guiding them through or whether they're just laying there thinking about their day and just thinking, oh, it's so nice just to lay down in the middle of the morning. (laughs) Uh, Whatever they're doing, I don't know. But um, then there's other people who, before that bit in the class, we finished the last move and I'm like, right, come down to Sebastian. And they're like, bye, logged off. (laughs) 
Um, so I, don't, I don't know if you two remember when we used to be in the studio, people would be like, yeah, I've got to go to work. And they just walk straight out like five minutes before class at the end. And then like, oh, what class, are you doing? Outside. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Laura, what was that? And then they do leave. And then when you leave the yoga class, they're still sitting outside having a chat. So you're not aware. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's like, well, they're, they're not being truthful to themselves, are they? But it's, it's a weird and daunting place. You've, uh, there, are, there are people that are really scared of their own thoughts and also quite scared of what might come up. And I think there are lots of um, stories and beliefs around meditation that are kind of a bit like, uh, I don't know if I want to dive into that. This whole thing that you clear your mind so that things can come up. The idea is that you can start to, your subconscious might throw out things that you didn't even realize were there or that you actually might really benefit from thinking about or realizing or noticing. Um, and that that's really daunting to some people because they're like, I don't even want to venture down that hole. Some people come out of yin, for instance, that what a whole hour or 45 minutes of essentially mindfulness and meditation of some kind. Uh, and they're just in floods of tears because this stuff just comes up because you've given it the space to do so. And I think that makes people feel quite uncomfortable. And so I can, I totally get it. But then there's also this, oh, it's airy fairy, it's woohoo. It, it's not a thing. So find that it's so more, there's so many more ways to access it now we, when I was in London this week actually I sorry last week I plugged into a walking meditation nice. um, there's so many different avenues in which I do really enjoy it's not that you don't it's not the sitting on the floor cross-legged um, situation well it can be it doesn't have to be um, so I did a walking meditation where it was sort of guiding me through being aware of what's around me to the point where I'm not going to walk out into a car but also <laughs> sort of channeling into the thud of my own footsteps and mm-hmm. and that really was like an avenue in of like oh okay it's like I try and lose the preconceptions of of what you think it is because it can be a lot of different things so yeah I think that we're kind of lucky with the big push on mindfulness in the public domain that there are a lot of ways in, yeah. in about it. Yeah. My, my favorite walking meditation is when I walk through the woods near here. Um, obviously, we're lucky to live in the countryside. Uh, I just listen to the birds. Mm. And every time my mind wanders, I come back to the birds and just listen to them because they're always they're so loud. And I, but you don't notice them if you if you're walking along just mindlessly. You don't yeah. notice them because your head's elsewhere or you're talking to someone or you're with some whatever yelling at the dogs. Um yeah it's so easy to miss so I just tune back into and listen to the birds every single time so and that's that's one of my favorite walking meditations I struggle with the listening to my own feet because I'm like I just start thinking about my posture and the way I'm walking and my gait and I'm like oh god no (laughs) oh yeah yeah I like the uh the walking meditation sounds nice I think I like that have you not explored that avenue before I've not no I think I'm like you say you listen to the birds and stuff I'm one that just does I don't plug into anything whenever I walk or do stuff like this morning I was doing some gardening but so like a few years ago I'd have put a podcast on or music on whereas now I don't put anything on and just yeah just listen to the sounds and just be there rather than not be there yeah and back something you asked me a previous question about how I how I do find those 
moments of mindfulness, I'm I'm aware that I'm a lot more, I'm a lot happier and more content and safe without in now. I, I went for a walk this week with the dog and for an hour and I didn't take my phone or any music. And initially I was like, I wonder how this is going to go. But it's just, yeah. Do you find a sense of freedom when you do it? Oh my goodness, yeah, I did. I yeah. felt really free. That it was quite like a calm exhilaration of like there's there's nothing to even tempt me. Yeah, totally, totally with you on that. I'm like, oh, we're going to the beach. I'm leaving my phone. Yeah, and just to know that you can completely switch off. You don't need it. Like being like naughty, which is completely the opposite. Isn't it <laughs> like, insane that we feel like we should have our phones? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah dawn's laughing at us she's like, just what? Like, yeah, no i get no i do I, I do get you it's funny isn't it i think the last year has that i think it's because we've had that more time to go for more walks so you almost feel like yeah oh, today i won't take my phone yeah, yeah. it'd be naughty <laughs> yeah so laura you said earlier about um you don't give your future energy. Um, and I love this. It's something that I've been working on um, for a while. And I spoke to someone, this was a couple of years ago, and it was a case of unrequited love, which I can understand is horrendously painful. Um, and I think I just said to them, well, just stop thinking about them. Just don't think about them. You're kind of by constantly focusing and thinking on this thing, you're creating more pain and more turmoil than necessary. Um, and I've realized that that actually slips into life quite a lot. Do you find the same? Because obviously you're doing it with one thing. Do you do it with others? Uh, I, in regards to what you just said, I feel that it's not almost a not, when I say, taking the energy away from it it's almost I sometimes feel the more that I do talk about it normalize the situation then that energy comes out and it it just it's just oh it's just this thing so when I talk of not giving it the energy it's not about not giving it the time I think it's not to confuse those and I'm not saying you did confuse that but just for for anybody else listening I guess it's not about not giving it the time or burying something or not allowing yourself to go there it's it's about giving it the right time with the right people and therefore it diffuses a situation and am I doing it with anything else um I'm trying at the moment with food just because something that has just come up with me about I seem to always be thinking about that and it's annoying me and I and I'm not eating in a way that I know makes me feel good so again I'm trying to to, to use some of the tools that sort of facilitate me taking the energy away from my future in in other walks of life definitely wow I love that so what are you doing with the food front just uh so just trying to be quite logical with it yeah it definitely is a, a logical thing and just taking the time to be like am I really do I actually want to eat this and giving it like the thought process to then be like, mm, yeah, no, probably not, <laughs> is the often the outcome. Yeah, drink some yeah. water, you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, love that, I love that you've been um, 
you know open about your whole the, the whole situation like you had the mm-hmm. test and do you do you think that I, I know you've probably done it to um help others as well but do you think it's helped you process it all it better? definitely I think I think the worst I think there's a lot of shame surrounding certain illnesses or life decisions it makes me really angry um this may well be part of my life. I'm not going to spend my living well, happy years feeling ashamed about something that might happen because that, again, is going to give it the bad energy. And it's like like you're constantly moving towards some imploding doom, which it's not. And especially when my dad was unwell and I was looking after him, I think one of the things that broke my heart the most was that it was like this hidden secret a bit and and it doesn't allow people to to be part they didn't allow people to be part of it and to be kind and anyone that doesn't take the information that you're willing to share in a positive way probably doesn't have a very positive place in your life so it's definitely not easy um to be open but I feel that if you start in that way it it does over time just become a bit easier yeah I know like this there's so many people do suffer not necessarily in silence but just like behind closed doors with all sorts of different things don't Mm. they when when really if people knew what was going on if they're going to be negative then they're not kind of wanted but if they're going to be positive there's no no reason why you can't have all the people in your life still um helping you along the way yeah and what a better way (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah definitely yeah it's a good way of thinking about it I like it <laughs> I, would, I think that I would imagine the fear of the negative energy is what holds people back definitely and it's uncomfortable like that sometimes uncomfortable situations need to happen and it's being comfortable being uncomfortable which is quite liberating as well once you start doing it yeah that's something a lot of people need to to learn I mean you know we're all like it even Alex and me they look in the mirror and say I love you to myself how's that going Dawn <laughs> I did it this morning it, felt, it, it was fine it kind of felt really fine I'm such an awkward I feel like a very awkward person which I don't know if, if how much people pick up on that but I really do like the simplest things I find it excruciatingly uncomfortable <laughs> but I'll yeah you know have you done the I love you in the mirror no I think I might start that one yeah it's um it's it's definitely interesting it's weird um but it's uh I think as soon as you start layering love onto something you're going to have a completely different perspective over it can't argue with that no and so if we start to love ourselves as a whole great and then we start to pick on the things that we dislike about ourselves because we've all got it and then we start really smothering that in some serious love (laughs) yeah Yeah, and we start to treat ourselves differently and like we would the people that we love. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> Good girl. Um, do, you, do you find that since you've had the, like, the test results and, you know, the Western doctor's view, have you changed, like, goals in life or got rid of goals or added new ones? Oh, I've, I've gone around in circles with that one a little bit. Initially, I was like, right, I need to live my life completely differently um, and put less emphasis on 
like building a future or investing in things financially. Um, and I think it's kind of come a bit full circle that I don't or live in a really sort of um, spontaneous way and be quite wild and free. And I've completely come back to actually what makes me happy <laughs> is is a quieter existence and um, actually planning things. So, so yes and no, I guess, is the answer to the question. I think it's, it's kind of sent me off on one path of almost trying to force myself to live differently, but actually just coming back to the way I probably will always live my life. I suppose some of that's like, it is a slight societal pressure of that reaction because you, you see movies, don't you, where bucket list movies, stuff like that. And yeah. I guess it's that pressure of, of, oh, I must try and do everything I could ever dream of. But uh, yeah, what if actually, yeah, what makes you happy is being at home with your family and, you know, just spending time with loved ones and cooking yeah. nice food and drinking champagne. Exactly. It sounds like a good life to me. <laughs> it really does sound perfect, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you found out, you know, your your results, how did that affect relationships with like friends and family? Did it, did it Uh, divide opinions? It definitely did. um, Because I guess like any decision-making process, people come from different schools of thought about how much you should, should, should find out about it. So, it has been difficult and I think relationships with um, like finding partners, I always assumed I'd get married, I'd have kids, that sort of path. And now I'm in a situation where if I'm with someone, do I disclose that information? Do I not? Um, and there, yeah, that's, that creates some difficult dynamics. And I have to remind myself that I've had this news for a number of years and that, and that I find peace with that. And as I say, I can take the energy out of that. But if I'm, ever, if I'm ever speaking to somebody about it for the first time, I have to respect their reaction. But predominantly, I just want to be have the relationships with people because I am me, not because they <laughs> <I> become. <laughs> Did that scare you? <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry, Laura. <laughs> I was you want those relationships with people because sorry because of um, the person that I am, not the person that I may become. Um, I don't want to be viewed any differently right now because right now I'm not. Yeah, I guess it's all part of being present, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's that you're living right now, so you kind of need those around you to do, to do the same. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And aligning with the mindset that, you know, kind of, yeah, it's all up to the universe and the fate and you know you don't know yeah you just don't know do you yeah yeah I'm just gonna have to take out the oven because I'm roasting some butternut squash and I can smell it's on the turn amazing do you have anything Alex I feel a little bit I'm I'm sure I did but I've now completely forgotten it (laughs) we were talking about relationships um do you feel so obviously when you uh were diagnosed you moved back to the UK Mm mm-hmm you were still in Australia then weren't you? Well yeah. Um, and do you feel that your relationship with your sister has flourished and become different to how you think it would have been prior? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's so difficult to really pinpoint because I also moved back from being away for 10 years. So we're a lot physically closer, which is always going to be a good foundation of building a relationship. Um, and when I say closer, I mean, if I looked out my window, I could probably see her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think we've both had some real life struggles in, in the past couple of years and have both learned to sort of, through sharing more, sort of, it does lead to more. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do you find that, so you've obviously yogured the shit out of a lot of your Alzheimer's stuff. Do you find that when other shit things come up in your life, um, that you handle it in a similar way? Uh, I don't think I am there yet. I've definitely prioritised this as something to work on. Um, I'm quite classic for if something goes wrong, I can snowball a bit and then it kind of highlights everything that's wrong. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I do often feel like that. It's like, oh, this has gone wrong. And then maybe it's the association of the feeling of feeling sad or whatever that feeling is. And then that triggering, oh, and there's also that thing going on and that's rubbish as well. Um, so I think I need, yeah, it's just about, I think, isolating thoughts a little bit I I definitely need more work <laughs> I just wondered if you kind of almost learned from the process that you've gone through oh I've definitely learned that it like I feel in, a little bit empowered in the way that I know I've shifted that and so I can do it again I can do it with something else I can apply it to different things um, and I'm by no means sitting here saying I've I've conquered this this is now not a problem in my life um, I just have found a way of of kind of valuing my life again. I kind of almost not wrote it off, but I was living like, well, what's the point? And there is a lot of point. <laughs> There's a huge amount of point. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love all the mindset that you've had around it. It's all very yogic. Um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's lovely. Conversations, it's really highlighted like it is. And, um, yeah, I'm not just say, sitting here saying that these things are linked because they sort of do match. It it truly is how it's how it's panned out. Where do you see your yoga journey going? Uh, I have been toying with the idea of training for a long time, and I know it's something that I will do. I don't know what I would do with it, but I know that I want to do it. Um, I'm not doing the long term of getting trained and then teaching. I don't know what it will look like for me, but I just want more information. I want I want to be deeper into it. And it seems like quite a nice avenue to go down. I think if you find the right teach training course, so you go for like a 200 hour, and you were talking about going to like Bali and doing it, didn't you? I really love to go away, like completely get away. I don't want to, me personally, come back to anything that resembles my life while I'm in that space. Agreed. In an experience um, self, and I, I would like to think that maybe next year, when the world settles, be a possibility to to go somewhere to do that. Oh, I hope so. God, I hope so. No, definitely. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with going to do a yoga teacher training with no intention of teaching. Mm -hmm. It's there's plenty of people that do it for that 
three, four weeks immersion of learning in themselves. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I guess it's an experience in itself, isn't it? And you're right. And if you think about other, you know, areas of interest, just because you do cookery course, I mean, you have to be a bloody chef, does it? Okay. Uh, exactly. It's the same as that. And also like the retreat side of things, I just, that really, I build that through doing the retreat with you guys. And yeah, just, I think it's just so powerful as much as our, we're really lucky that our yoga community hasn't been overtly affected by not being together. Just the magic that can happen when we are together as well. I think. I know. Really- Did you realise that the one that we were supposed to have was supposed to be this weekend, the first one? Yeah. Because it was Molly's birthday, wasn't it? So I did. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, absolutely mad. And then it rained so much on Saturday. I was like, and everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I'm so excited for a whole weekend of real life. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be different. I don't remember how to do it anymore. <laughs> um, I do think that the whole with the retreats that we're hoping to build I mean we were talking about South France a couple months ago weren't we um and I think once we've got on a one abroad one done rest of the world is our oyster um so we'll do one in Bali and then I'll leave you there for a month so you can do 200 hour panning out well (laughs) I feel like it's panning out very well (laughs) oh amazing uh do you think once sorry Dawn um do you think that when things go back to normal, this isn't me doing market research for my own yoga, by the way, (laughs) that online yoga would still benefit your life more? Or do you think that you would seek actual real life yoga? Um, I was thinking actually this morning after yoga, how I've got a real craving to, to do some yoga with other people outside. I really urge to be outside doing some yoga which are things that are very easily arranged but I do I think I wouldn't want anything to change in any other particular way I've got myself to being such a morning person and that I find it is golden time that is like bonus time yep and get into habit of, of getting up a bit earlier and to be able to now have the routine going into yoga from having a a nice starty day as opposed to rushing out of a door to get somewhere, I find really, really lovely. And it just means that there are so many other things you can do. Mm. So I am, yeah, I'm definitely happy with the situation with the, yeah. with the odd, I know, park yoga thrown in. Yeah, okay, I know I'm totally with you. Uh, I just was curious as you think that it was a temporary change for you or something that you would look for. No, I personally have decided that this is what's happening. I like it. <laughs> um, and so you say you're really close to stepping on the whole meditation train. Yeah. Probably a bad word to use when talking about meditation, but I'm going with it. <laughs> what do you think has got you to that point? Uh, it feels like the next natural progression and I feel... I'm lot of conscious thoughts of not beating myself up while I'm not doing it but it's got a point where it's like okay like not practice what you preach but this is working for you so why not delve a bit deeper cool. yeah yeah the benefits are starting to outweigh any not that there's negatives but yeah any barriers are they 
Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like the barriers with um, meditation are usually the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, oh, you only need to do it for five minutes, but you'll fill that five minutes with something. And I think I've got a bit of a different approach about how I approach a lot of things now in that you don't have to go in and be great at it straight away. It doesn't have to be for a really long time. It's about starting. And if it's, you know, two to five minutes a day, then that is a start. Yeah, and it's the best place to start. Yeah, so, yeah, building from there. But I think because as soon as you feel it, you you're feeling. As soon as you feel you're building that habit, even if it's five minutes a day, two minutes a day, you start to feel accomplished within building that habit. And so the the positive kickback from just creating that in itself is enough to make you go back to it more and more and more. Mm. Now I think I'm done with my questions, Dawn. <laughs> Nora, is no. there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, are you on the raising money train for Alzheimer's UK at the moment or anything like that? Um, I'm doing a 26-mile walk with my best friend on the 9th of August. So I'm going to no start way. fundraising for for that um, in the near future. So if people in the community keep their eyes peeled, that would be wonderful. We'll definitely oh, share all the links on our pages, so... Oh, wonderful. Um, and yeah, is there anything else that you would like to perhaps if someone's in a situation, similar situation to you or if they have a loved one going through this, have you got anything that you, if you don't, I can cut this out. Um, uh, have you got anything that you feel you'd like to share with those people? Um, I guess I would like the opportunity to share that there's often not a right or wrong way to make a decision about a given situation and it's about doing what is right for you and not trying to fit that in with a million people around you and people always give advice and that's fine and listen to it but just to pick the bits that work for you um and I think through that comes a lot of self-confidence and self-belief and and yeah, that's the approach that I have taken with this given situation of, of you know, it, at the end of the day, it's your life. It is your life. So do what is right for you. Oh, Laura, yeah. you make me well up with all your inspirational <laughs> good mindedness. <laughs> you um, had some help getting to where you are, yes you went to counselling therapy? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that that really helped? Would you advise that to others? Uh, I would definitely advise talking um, in whatever forum works for you. I think sometimes finding somebody who is removed from, from your daily grind and life, um, who doesn't have any preconceptions uh, or, or history is a really good way to start um, and maybe get a few tools under your belt to continue that, definitely. I would never, it's always like a first go-to when I'm talking to my friends and there's something that's going round and round and they can't seem to get a grasp of. It's like, have you thought about talking to somebody? And it is, you know, it's not the easiest game because it's about finding the right person and that might take, a, you know, a bit of trial and error, but the benefits I think are huge. 
yeah. yeah me and Alex are definitely on that that train of thought too yeah yeah completely I just I think there's a lot of um people who try and go through these really really difficult challenges and they try and do it alone um and I feel like if we can normalize anyone going to therapy counseling any kind of yeah and again help in that regard without the shame like yeah yeah do it not shame them <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, I, definitely it should be so much more of a normal yeah. normalized thing yeah yeah um so thank you for sharing that i hope you don't mind me asking yeah. uh so laura we will 100 percent share your charity event uh, when you start posting about it um, I will mention it when we do a post about this uh, episode as well um, but uh, have you got a Just Giving page set up yet? Uh, I believe one of the group has don't have details about it we'll into so as soon as Laura has that I'll get it put a link in the bio um, on our Instagram Yoga Life podcast mm-hmm. um, if you want to share follow subscribe trying to think of all my words um to the podcast please do because it really 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 helps with our visibility it helps people find us if you can give us a review give us a review stars are great but if you can write a comment too fantastic if you've got any feedback constructive criticism dawn and i definitely want to hear from you if you've got any questions about the episode today do reach out um laura's very approachable um so you can reach out to dawny and i and we can absolutely put you in touch with laura please don't bombard her straight away imagine if you just get a thousand new followers laura um um, so yep and we'll put you in touch but uh otherwise thanks very much guys thank you so much laura yeah massive thank you laura for sharing your incredible journey and let me in platform of sharing i like it and hopefully it's helped you normalize this even more yeah. yeah, it does. It really yeah. does. Love it. Thank you. Lovely. Bye. Thank you very much.